Today we are looking at Isaiah chapter 3, verse 1 to verse 26. In this chapter, we're looking at the cause of Israel's undoing. The cause of Israel's undoing, namely, weak government, loose and low morals. Chapter 3 is a continuation of the prophecy begun in chapter 2. Since chapter 2 to chapter 5 constitute a complete prophecy. In this section on judgment, chapter 3 reveals God's judgment leveled particularly against the nation of Israel. Although it has application to other nations, the interpretation is definitely to Israel. Further along in this judgment section, we will see God's judgment of the surrounding nations, which are among the most remarkable prophecies in the word of God, and many of them have been literally fulfilled. However, we will find that God's judgment against Israel is more severe and intense than against any other nation. You ask the reason why? Well, Israel was the nation God had chosen in a peculiar way, and it enjoyed a particularly close relationship to God. Remember the statement, privilege creates responsibility. So Israel as a nation had more light than any of its neighbors, and light rejected brings severe judgment. As we will see as illustrated in this book. Now, the subject of God's judgment may be sensitive and offensive to you, but please don't hide your head in the sand like the proverbial ostrich. Let's face reality, whether we like it or not. God does judge sin. Not only will he judge sin in the future, he has judged it in the past, and he makes no apology for judging sin. The prophecy before us is a picture of Isaiah's day, and it has been fulfilled. However, its fulfillment does not exhaust its meaning, because the conditions described will prevail again at the end times and will bring down the wrath of God in judgment, not only upon Israel now, but also upon the nations of the world. The first 15 verses of Isaiah chapter 3 deal with the subject of weak government and women's dress. These seem to be totally unrelated subjects, but we shall see that they are not as far removed as they appear to be. Weak government is caused by a lack of leadership as evidenced by women rulers, and we will see what Isaiah means by this. Isaiah 3 verse 1 for behold, the Lord of hosts takes away from Jerusalem and from Judah the stock and the store, the whole supply of bread and the whole supply of water. Although man does not live by bread alone, he surely needs bread. Now, this famine described here is a judgment of God. There are 15 famines mentioned in the word of God, and every one of them is a judgment from him upon the nation of Israel. The mighty man and the man of war, the judge and the prophet, and the diviner and the elder, the captain of 50 
and the honorable man, the counselor and the skillful artisan, and the expert enchanter. Isaiah 3 verse 2 to verse 3. Now, these verses give a list of the great men that the people were trusting instead of trusting God. They were trusting the mighty men, the men of war, the judge, the prophet, the diviner, the elder, the captain of fifty, the honorable man, the counselor, the skillful artisan, the expert enchanter. You see, God is going to remove not only bread and water, but all the men of leadership. Qualified men for high positions are lacking, and this is a judgment from God. We have men of war, but we have no great generals. There is a lack of leadership even in our judiciary system, in many of the institutions we have, which were meant to actually enable the nation to go, the nations to move. Where is the prophet, my friend? Where is the prudent, the ancient? We have no statesmen at all today. What we have today is a group of clever politicians who know how to compromise, who know how to cheat, who know how to take things away from people, not to serve the people. Where is greatness in the field of education, my friend? We used to believe that the educators have the solution to the problems of the world today. It is obvious that educators cannot control even their own campuses. It is said that we used to have wooden ships and iron men, but now we have iron ships and wooden men. I would go further than that and call them pepper doll men. Our leadership is just a string of pepper dolls. You can look into many countries and just confirm that is so. That happened to Israel. That can happen to any nation that turns its back upon God. I will give children to be their princes, and babies shall rule over them. The people will be oppressed, everyone by another and everyone by his neighbor. The child will be insolent toward the elder, and the best towards the honorable. Isaiah 3 verse 4 to verse 5. You see, when God's judgment has come upon people, he will remove the objects of trust and their replacement by inadequate substitutes. You see, in this case, children will be given in the place of the princes. Babies will rule over them. You see, as far as ability is concerned, men in high positions today should be wearing diapers, juvenile delinquency, Juvenile adults are our rulers and they are totally incompetent. That is exactly what brought Israel down to ruin even in that day. Their leaders had the mental level of children and God sent them into captivity. God judged them. My friend, it sounds as if Isaiah were talking about our day, but the same was true in his day. Sometimes, even though people in leadership may look like they are old, what they do looks like childish. What has happened? God is judging. For Jerusalem stumbled and Judah is fallen because their tongue and their doings are against the Lord to provoke the eyes of his glory. Isaiah 3 verse 8. 
Now the phrase, the eyes of his glory, means that Judah defiled God to his face. Jerusalem stumbled and Judah is fallen. That's what the prophet says. We don't have many of God's men in our day standing up, pointing at our nations and saying, our cities are ruined, although it is true as it was in Isaiah's time. Because their tongue and their doings are against the Lord to provoke the eyes of his glory. Jerusalem stumbled and Judah is fallen. Now this is key to the chapter and it is the key to the ruin of Israel and of any other nation today. God judges nations by their relationship to him. Now the problem with Africa is that we have turned our backs on God and we have done so in the hope that the West will help, that the North will help, that the East will help. In the hope that man will help us. Help from man is not what God is asking. When people are turning their backs against God, they are turning to man. Return to God, Africa. Return to God, you leaders of our nations. The look on their countenance, witnesses against them, and they declare their sin as Sodom. They do not hide it. Woe to their soul, for they have brought evil upon themselves. Isaiah 3 verse 9. You see, sin is out in the open. What used to be done in the backyard has been moved to the front yard now. What was done undercover is now done in the open. The boast is that we are more honest now. No, we are not more honest. We are the same hypocrites that our fathers were. They were hypocrites because they hid their sin. And we are hypocrites because we are sinning out in the open and trying to say that the sin is good. That is exactly what Israel was saying. Say to the righteous that it shall be well with them for they shall eat the fruit of their doings. Woe to the wicked, it shall be ill with him, for the reward of his hands shall be given him. Isaiah 3 verse 10 This is another way of saying, Whatsoever a man sows, that he shall reap. And my friend, it is a divine principle. If you sow to the flesh, you will reap corruption. If you sow to the spirit, you will reap eternal life, a relationship with God. As for my people, children are their oppressors, and women rule over them. O oh, my people, those who lead you cause you to err and destroy the way of your paths. Isaiah chapter 3 verse 12. Isn't this interesting? Those who lead you cause you to err. And you can see here God putting a lot of responsibility upon those in leadership. You, my friend, in leadership, are you causing God's people to err? Are you causing God's people to turn their backs on him? You lawmakers, are you making laws that are causing people to turn their backs upon God? You see, this verse depicts the rulers as childish, weak, incompetent men who were leading the people astray. 
The intention may not be to criticize a particular leader, for example, Ahaz, but the intention is to show the prophet's contempt for all the existing leadership. Children are their oppressors. The greatest problem in our day is juvenile delinquency. The greatest increase in crime is among young people, and the age drops every year. Women rule over them. Oh, women sleep, will not like Isaiah, and they won't like me any better. Oh, my people, those who lead you cause you to err and destroy the way of your paths. You see, whether women rulers are meant here or womenish men is not very clear, but I think it is a little of both. The women's liberation movement is another sign of a decadent urge. You see, we used to talk about the women's liberation movement and that one moved. Now we even have the gay movement parading and causing people to compromise on many programs. You see, it started with the women's liberation movement that marked a decadent urge. When women act like men, they are not coming up to a higher level, but they are actually descending to the male level. The woman has been given a great amount of tenderness, my friend, but when she becomes as indifferent and brutal as a man, she actually becomes worse than man is. And that is the downfall of the nation. That was Israel's true case, and it will be true for us anywhere in the world. You see, you consider other nations that were great. You go to Italy, the ruins of Pompeii, and then consider what removed the Romans from the earthly scene. The nation that once ruled the world collapsed, not because they were attacked by someone on the outside, but because they fell from within. They fell from inside. Listen to him now as he pleads with his people. The Lord stands up to plead and stands to judge the people. The Lord will enter into judgment with the elders of his people and his princes. For you have eaten up the vineyard. The plunder of the poor is in your houses. Isaiah 3 verse 13 to verse 14. Now the elders and the princes here are the leaders of the nation. God lays the blame on the adult leadership. The juvenile problem did not origin with young people. It started with the adults. In Isaiah's time, there were few who were trying to get rich and rule over everyone else. The plunder of the poor is in your houses. God is standing up ready to plead or ready to judge. And he will let the nation determine which it will be. We can have it either way. He will do one or the other. Now we move on to the issue of the women's dress. Isaiah 3 verse 16. Moreover the Lord says, Because the daughters of Zion are haughty, and walk with outstretched necks, and wanton eyes, walking and mincing as they go, making a jingling with their feet. What a description here. What a picture of womanhood. 
This passage contains a double reference to the arrogant and immodest women of Jerusalem and to the nation as a whole. In view of the context here, Isaiah is just continuing his efforts at condemning pride and self-sufficiency and announcing the coming judgment for such sinful attitudes. This passage is not saying that it is improper for women to be well-dressed. Rather, it is saying that it is wrong for one to so trust in his material wealth that he becomes self-sufficient instead of depending on God. Isaiah notes several sins of the women there. Vanity, modesty and shamelessness in conduct, and then pride and haughtiness in spirit. Three key issues are mentioned. These are all corrupting influences which decay and ruin a nation. When women fall into corruption, the moral decay reaches the heart of the land. Actually, when I counsel young couples, I always tell them that there are three codes that hold marriage together. And a threefold code is not easily broken, quoting from Ecclesiastes chapter 4. You see, there is the physical code, and that is important. Also, there is the psychological code, the same interest. Finally, there is the spiritual code. That means the same love for God and his work. If a wife is trying to hold her husband with only her physical attraction, the time will come when he is no longer interested. Peter says that a wife's attraction should be more than the way she dresses and styles her hair. Her beauty should be in the way she lives her life with a gentle and quiet spirit. Therefore the Lord will strike with a scab, the crown of the head of the daughters of Zion, and the Lord will uncover their secret parts. Isaiah 3 verse 17. It is getting serious here. And now he is talking about a disease. And so many of our young girls look appealing. So many of our young men look appealing, but they are like serpents along the way. As many a man is finding out to his sorrow. We know that many of the people who may be looking appealing in the street corners are actually carrying deadly diseases. STIs and the plague of HIV and AIDS is destroying Africa. Here is Isaiah chapter 3, verse 18 to verse 26. In that day, the Lord will take away the finery, the jingling anglets, the scarves and the crescents, the pendants, the bracelets and the veils, the headdress, the leg ornaments and the headbands, the perfume boxes, the charms and the rings, the nose jewels, the festal apparels and the mantles, the outer garments, the purses and the mirrors the fine linen, the turbans, and the robes. And so it shall be. Instead of a sweet smell, there will be a stench. Instead of a sash, a robe. Instead of well-set hair, baldness. Instead of a rich robe, a girding of sackcloth. 
and branding instead of beauty. Your men shall fall by the sword, your mighty men in the war. Her gates shall lament and mourn, and she being desolate shall sit on the ground. Now, in these last few verses, 20 articles of women swear are mentioned by name. There certainly is nothing wrong with a woman dressing in style if the style is not immodest. Now, I feel that all of us should look the best that we can with what we have. Even though some of us don't have too much to, to work with, God is not condemning the women of Israel for dressing in the style of their day. He is talking about the inner life. They were haughty and brazen. They concentrated on the outer part. Now, my friend, real adornment, real beauty is underneath the skin, not from the skin outward. And women's dress is the key to a nation's moral. When women are dressing and moving almost half naked, the morals of the nation also go down. Lawmakers must actually be active in making sure that this is heeded. And you ladies, make sure that you do not cause the nation to go down by bringing down one man at a time because of your dressing. Your beauty should be that of an inner and quiet spirit, which is godly. You can have copies of the notes and outlines used for these Living Word for Africa programs so you can follow them as you listen. For your copies, please send a WhatsApp message or SMS to plus two seven seven two six four one four four seven five. Please say which book of the Bible you want them for and be sure to include your name and contact information. I'll repeat that number for you. It's country code 27 followed by 72641-4475. From within South Africa, it's 072-641-4475.